Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian. I'm here in North Texas drinking with my good buddy Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you doing? I'm crushing some Twisted Tea Original right now. Uh, I'm digging the no carbonation in in beverages at the moment. Really loving that. And, uh, you know, just Twisted Teas. Hella good. Um, that's nice. That's that's the world that I'm living in right now, and I'm I'm not proud of it, but this is where I'm at. No, Twisted Tea is good. I've 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 not delved into all the flavors. I've had okay, so I'll, I'll be honest. I've had um, I think isn't it the same tea that's in like uh, th- there's a non-alcoholic version of that tea. Like it's a tea, and then they also make the alcoholic version. It's not called Twisted Tea though. I, I'm, um, I'm not aware of that. This is made by Boston Beer, and from what I can okay. tell, they do do not make any uh, non-alcoholic beverage. Of, okay, of I thought I thought they used someone else's tea and just made their own like mix. I, but in any case, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, you know, I've been in t- meaning to to taste that, but I'm just not a huge fan of sweet tea. Oh, I am. I'll drink sweet. So, tea. so for me, like even when I have the option to order iced tea at a restaurant, it's unsweetened um so in any case um irregardless if you will what what flavors are you consuming i only i only drink the uh original and half and half i'm not a big peach tea fan unless it's from hto which i am a big fan of their peach tea but the twisted tea not so much they also i think they have like a raspberry or something out there too not a fan yeah. of that. The half and half is good because it's like lemonade flavored with sweet tea. So it's got it. It's just an Arnie Parmy. Yeah. Arn- um, I'm sorry. What was that? You run that by me again? Arnie Palmy. No, you said Arnie Parmy the first yeah, time, which is I like, did. it's a, it's an Arnold Palmer, but there's a uh, chicken Parmesan involved. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> when, uh, I don't know. So twisted tea. Yeah. Great tea. Um, I've had flavor, like I've had samples. I've never drank an entire can. Uh, I mean, I've drank a whole half case before tonight. <laughs> so, you know, I'm talking to a pro over here. I've heard good things. I've uh, heard good things. I can tell you right now, if you're not careful, you will shit your pants tomorrow morning. So <laughs> just, I should so, put that on the label. Like, hey, take these. I don't see how pe- NASCAR fans don't aren't fucking dead as much. Oh, are they tea. a big NASCAR sponsor? Oh, my God. I, no, 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 no. Unofficial sponsor of all tailgates happening at NASCAR events. Oh, okay. It's the no carbonation thing, man. They, you can fucking pound them all day. You don't get bloated. You know, it's a nice and nice and sweet beverage. And then, you know, when you throw it up, it just tastes a little bit sweet on the way up. It doesn't burn as bad. Fair enough. You know. Oh, here comes here comes Vil Dog. I'm thinking about denying his entry. Let's see if he. Oh, there he is, mustachioed Villem himself. You got gold rim glasses on tonight, Villem. That's you're going. Is this the first time you're seeing my glasses? Yeah, this is the first time I'm seeing your full uh, dad from the movie. Uh, what's that fucking? What's the one where all the emotions are in that little girl's head? The Pixar movie. Um, oh, 
Oh, man. Emotional damage. That's what it is. No, it's not. Yeah. Up. No, fuck. It's not that one. The anger. The ooh, angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. good, though. Yeah, the dad from that. That's that's villain. Yeah, it's, it's, hey, you know what? People are laughing out there. Welcome to the podcast, villain. We're, we're, we are recording. Um, thanks for joining us. Inside uh, out. He's inside out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the great, dad from inside flick. out. I'll great edit it. Not... I'll edit it back. It'll make it sense. It'll make sense. Yep. You like my glasses, though. I mean, <laughs> that's super hateful. Fuck. You see, you see what I did there? That's comedy, <laughs> is what that is. This is somebody's. I'm sorry. Let, let me hear. A, let me hear like an a. <laughs> that's Villem fishing for a compliment, and I am shutting that shit down at the mall. No, Villem, the the glasses are class. Uh, what do you? I also, a coworker told me I look like a. Uh, BGs or a member of the BGs. A member of the B. Well, the gold chain helps. You know, I don't know anything about the BGs. So. Get like three or four more of those gold chains, and that'll help. Uh, also, the bell bottom, the flared bell bottom pants that you were probably wearing earlier today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not didn't. even a, a, a gold. It's just, yeah, I would say silver, but it's not silver. Not it's silver. Just looks silver. Oh, well, I, I, to be to be uh, to be clear, uh, your image is literally the size of my thumb right now on my screen. So, I'm not getting a hell of a lot of detail. Look, look, I'm covering I'm covering you up right now. I can't even see because I've also got my audio monitor over on the other side. You know how that goes. Yours is like this big, like Uh-oh. a classic like director mad, frame. Mad size. respect. Yeah, he's giving me the double L loser, L seven loser. No, like yes. I'm like setting up the shot like I'm a director. Don't, don't know me. Yes. Okay, villain. What are you? What are you sipping on? It looks uh, light and fizzy. Uh, dead armadillo. Good beer, right? Pickle recovery. Okay. Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? No, but I'm assuming they're hopping on that pickle craze. Uh, or t- they started it. What? Said or they started it? They did not. Fuck off, Brian. They started it. No, they did not. They didn't even start it in Tulsa. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so good though. I dude, those they're super refreshing, aren't they? Yeah, it's like that little bit of saltiness to it. Not like that sounds weird. Mm-mm. You know, you don't want saltiness in your beer necessarily, but it's not. I wouldn't even. I don't know. It's good. It's really good. You should just if you have. If you find it in your store, just pick a, pick up a six pack. Those beers are all based on the Goza, a classic German style of beer uh, okay. that adds uh, salt to the beer itself. Mm-hmm. The salinity helps the uh, overall f- the finishing flavor of the beer, and that's what uh, got Martin House in Fort Worth, Texas, started on the old pickle beer craze when they paired up with Best Made Pickle Company in Fort Worth to make uh, their pickle beer about five years ago. Okay. But no, 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 De- no, no. Dead Armadillo, was, when they were serving their beers for a quarter out at Marshall Dillon's in White Barn, um, I know they were serving their, their pickle beer out there. <laughs> so they were actually on tap uh-huh. at... Yeah, they were, they were but like about 12 years before the brewery opened. They were on Whoa. tap. Oh, not 12 years. Uh, that was a 2006. Frank, quick math for me. How... Was that what 15, 20 years before Dead Armadillo? Opened? Holy shit. Yeah, I think that was right around the time when Marshall Brewing was on tap at Marshall Dillon's. <laughs> See, that's there it is. That oh, you're right. It. Dead Armadillo knocked down Tower Seven. That's right. I forgot. Um, that's with true. Pickle beer. Anyway, that's a great bit. That's our, a great t- bit. our timeline is just rockalicious. Um, 
Well, dude, it's not as bad as. <sighs> what are you drinking before you make a transition joke? What are you drinking right have now? Have you guys had? It's, it's not a transition beer, joke. Have we what? had what? Have you guys had a pickle beer each? No. Oh, yeah, dude. They're okay. they're lousy down here. Like lousy with pickle beers. Not the pickle beer quality is lousy. Oh, There's I just see. a bunch of them. See. There's a bunch of them. What about you, Frank? I've never purchased one, but I feel like Frank is not a pickle person. No, I love pickles. You are you a pickle person. You're good. Yeah. You should definitely pick out a pickle person beer. Okay. A pickle pilsner, if you will. Maybe uh so I enjoy pickles. I actually drink pickle juice for acid reflux because it helps a lot. Yeah, then, then you would, would probably like this. You should try one. Yeah. Um, I know I know uh one. the best made pickle beer from Martin House is down there in Austin. I have a whole jug of best made that I drink shots of to cure acid. You're beer. missing the point. Drink the beer and enjoy it. God, how thick are you right now? No, Jesus no, Christ. no, no. I, I, I will. The beer. I saying it's a be- just don't. I, I, I'm well into pickles. I just have never thought the beer would be good, but I will try it. feel like you're missing the point. No, I'm kidding. No, I get the point. Give, I'll buy giving, the beer. I, yes. It's an H-A-B. I'll go purchase it and see if it's good. I got a Pop a nitroglycerin um, pill over here to fucking calm down. The yeah. <laughs> um, no, so okay, I am having thank you the uh, Scotch ale by the Nook out of Broken Arrow. Oh, shit, um, yeah, I've got a. Was, so sorry, did the Crowlers come down in good quality at least? Yeah. They nice. did. Dad, Dad forgot him to put them in the fridge. Oh. So, I don't know, maybe a couple days where they were in the fridge. But yeah. um, they were dark and at room weird. temp. They weren't, they weren't hot. Oh, okay. It wasn't um, like in the garage. Good. <laughs> no. Um, I would have put them in the fridge. But um, in any case, this is a, it's called the Off-Kilter Scotch Ale. Um, 6.8 alcohol by volume. And they sell them in quarts. So mm-hmm. 32 ounce cans just under two and a bit beers per can um i had the uh what's it the ipa the fruited ipa earlier um quite good little too hoppy for my liking but very good beer this however is like chef's kiss just great scotch ale i like that they make very how would I put it? Non-traditional beers. Mm. Uh, I could imagine them making a Vienna lager, you know, yeah. and doing it well. Um, they make the Scotch ale. There's an Irish red that I have in the fridge. They made a peanut butter stout, which is very good because they didn't add a whole shit ton of, you know, sugar to then make the peanut butter stout be like 12%. No, it's a 5.6% peanut butter stout. I've never seen that. Um, and it's delicious. Like, I think what they essentially did was use peanut butter and just made a really good stout. Um, so it's not, I don't know. I feel like whenever you deal with stouts that are flavored with, you know, peanut butter or any of that, they're stupidly high alcohol. They're, you know, not really super drinkable. I don't, I, that's been my experience. And this one to me is like straight up and down. It's a dry stout. Has some peanut butter flavor to it. It's great beer. Um, the wife had some earlier. I just had a, a little tasting of it. Um, but yeah, so but very impressed, actually. The Nook um, is, I don't know, is there a tasting room in Broken Arrow? Yes, they are. 
at Lynn, Lynn Lane or Lynn Place. Uh, it's past, um, so it's Aspen, Elm, and then Lynn. And you go down that, and they're kind of in a small industrial section, like some breweries tend to be, mm-hmm. you know, because you can get some good, like, warehouse space there to actually do your thing. Yeah. And uh, that's where their tap room is also. It was quite nice. I mean, honestly, like, we went over there, um, and it was good beer. I had the Irish Red off the tap, which is all of your stuff, you know, Crowler, so they just came straight out of the tap. And uh, that was, I really enjoyed that beer as well. Uh, that one is the Arnish. Wow. Fuck. The Arnie's Irish Red. Um, and Similar. It's the family issue. Arnie's asked them for a, a uh, this is super cool, actually. Uh, so Arnie's is a pretty popular little Irish pub in, or bar. I would say it's more of a bar than a pub, really. But people love Arnie's. It's just like divey type of place. Uh, yep. They do a St. Patty's Day every year, like walk party thing. They're just a block over from McNelly, so that whole section of downtown kind of gets shut down. And uh, super popular, and they asked the Nook specifically for uh, a beer for that event, like that they would sell exclusively and all that. And so this is the Arnie's Irish Red, and they bought a bunch of it, and they're still warehousing some kegs that... Um, that belong to Arnie's and they're just, they just keep, you know, slanging Irish reds and it was a good beer, a uh, good experience. I do recommend them. Um, they're busy working on a canning line, uh, but they, they don't have that yet because they're waiting for cabin. Bo- they bought cabin boys's current canning line. Cabin boys is waiting to install a new canning line. Oh, and so it's kind of backed up. Their new one installed, yeah. Then, then they'll get the old one installed. Old, but you know that's how it works. Which I also think is super cool. Like breweries will like pass down equipment to you know. So like now this slightly smaller brewery because Cabin Boys has kind of grown over the years out of that canning line. So now they pass it down to the next kind of like generation. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. It's so this dude. I, I went to high school with him. He's a really good guy and got a great family he's got a twin brother and you know they're good people i did not know that they had started a brewery until i was just perusing and saw that they did this like right when covid started essentially yeah Uh, so in any case if you're in in oklahoma and near broken arrow or in tulsa in general or headed to tulsa go go support them they're good people make great beer um like i said the ipa was a bit too hoppy but it was a great ipa um it just i don't like overly hopped ipas and some people do so i can i can see how people enjoy that um it just wasn't that specific beer wasn't for me but every other beer that i've had so far has been great irish red if they make a good scotch ale probably will be very good as well so um yeah no doubt yeah, yeah. Um, we I think we have several BA listeners, so no excuses. <laughs> yeah, go go check them out. I know Parker's been there, and he really enjoys it because they have a little kids' playroom, and that's so, where Parker hangs out. Yeah, we correct. Can't get correct. They do. Yeah, there's he's not allowed within fifty feet of a high school 
uh, middle school or elementary school, but that playroom. That's all him. Oh, God. That's all him. Yeah, they're super. They do have a playroom, which is pretty good, honestly, like looking at it. And then they got a freaking uh, changing table in the men's room. I was yeah, super that's impressed sick. and broke a fucking arrow. Like, you don't that's see cool. that. You know, that's a pretty, that's a place where like gender roles are still pretty strongly observed, if you will. So, yeah. I was glad to see that. Question, Villem. I noticed on Frank's Crowler when he opened it, it had a strip of electrical tape on it. Was that a Villem and Big Villem like no, travel safety that tip? Wasn't them. So did you see the cap? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it, I, so under the cap on that can, yeah, uh, yeah, Frank, yeah. it's got a one-way valve on it. It should be like blue or white. So if you open the cap of that, um, it's it's a one-way valve to help blow off oh, and it's help. White. Yeah, yeah, and to help carbonation stay in that can. So once okay. you screw it down, it in like it it activates that it valve. It. Yeah. Um, so I assume that, I've ever seen this kind of crawler. Yeah, me, me as well. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, they're not as common because they are pretty freaking expensive. But I can tell when a brewery goes with that kind of crawler, um, they mean business when it comes to uh, like protecting Quality. their protecting their their brew. Um, the, no, the, uh, it's, sorry, not to interrupt because this tastes very much off the tap. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is very Good. now. Granted, if I left this in the fridge with the amount of oxygen that's in there right now, it's oh, going to taste different tomorrow. Yeah. But, but while it's sitting there on the table now. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the, the, no, this is great. It's, it's honestly like big, big uh, props to this crawler. I noticed it right away when I opened that IPA, it, it poured like an IPA, Brian, like it was awesome. Nope. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'm the cap. Um, I mentioned it to them and they were like, yeah, this is uh so people can like reuse it. You know, like you can bring it in again and they can refill it for you again. Da, da, da. But they didn't mention anything about that valve. I didn't, I wasn't super paying attention or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I kind of would have assumed it would be less effective than like a sealed can, but no, nah, well, you got to think a sealed can. You, once you open it, it's, it's gone. It's ready to rock and roll. Um, but though what's mm-hmm. nice about those, and this is the reason I, I think I showed Frank a couple, maybe a month or two ago that Miller light J Balvin can, um, mm-hmm. it's called aluminum pint from Miller Molson Coors and Miller light Coors light. Um, that can, that cap on that can has the same type of valve in it. So if you were to knock it over, like after you opened it and you knocked it over, uh, and you know, typically a beer would foam up whenever you open, you open it back up. If you do that with those cans, the beer will shoot out the top of the lid because it's got a valve in it and the threads are still sealing it, but that valve isn't isn't activated. So beer comes shooting out of little holes that are that you can't see at the top of the top of that cap. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it does the same thing essentially. Once you screw it in place, the valve activates and it seals the beer from air. Um, so yeah. it's nice, man. Little stuff like that. People, people sleep on. So when a brewery uh, goes to that length to do a nice, a nice crawler like that, that's, that's quality, man. Yeah. And I, I feel like they're spending the money where the product is, Yeah, you know, like, um, cause I've seen the pictures of the brewery. They built this thing by hand, you know, they, they, they're, they're truly fucking brick. like yeah. hustling through. Well, no, I they, know. They, I'm kidding. But everything on the inside. Yes. Um, they're hustling through it, you know, and that's what, that's what like small businesses do. Um, and 
they they pay for this can, which clearly reduces their, you know, profit margin per crowler. They could easily do a cheaper version, but they want you to if you keep the, so so Brian very early on in this podcast, we said if you have a crowler past three days, you're probably going to have a very different beer than you had at the brewery, right? Right, and then five days you should probably just toss it because all that carbonation is is pretty much gone. Mm. Um. This was sent to me. It was purchased on Sunday. It got to me today, which is Thursday. So in theory, that's four days, right? Um, I still have two in my fridge, and this tastes like I just poured it from a draft system. Like now, granted, again, it's open now. I should probably finish this tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but. I can guarantee you the two that are still sealed in the fridge are fine. Um, and, and probably will be fine for another four to five days. Like it's the, the crowler, like exponential decay of a, a traditional, you know, like we're going to seal this can in is quite fast. And then the folks who, who, you know, store those in cellars and whatnot I, we need, we probably need to find someone that had like this crazy crowler collection for aging yeah, and then open them. I, I know, <laughs> I know a few people who've done that, and it's it's it's. So I've had a crowler that had a birthday, um, that was given to me as a gift, and honestly, it wasn't terrible. The beer style wasn't one that required a lot of carbonation, though, so that didn't okay. didn't didn't Fair. hurt. Um, I do remember early on when we had those discoveries. You know, we we had those like tastings of you know, five, 10 day old crowlers and, and a fresh can from the brewery. They, they um, lose most of their carbonation. It's not that, that they first, it's not that they, they don't lose carbonation. I want to clear that oh, up. Okay, they okay, don't sorry. lose carbonation, but what they do is they oxidize. So oh, when you, when you, when you can something off draft uh, and you're using a canning machine, you're letting a layer of oxygen, no matter how much you, you um, purge the, the can of oxygen with CO2 before you start pouring you're still exposing that top layer of beer to oxygen. When you can, when you put the can lid on top and you seal that can, you're simply trapping that layer of oxygen on top of the beer. That's when the timer starts. So uh, really, it's not necessarily losing carbonation. You do lose some, and those beers typically pour way flatter than they would if you bought a commercial example from the grocery store or the liquor store. Um, but uh, they, have been, their places have gotten better. Um, people mm-hmm. are starting to use like little cages or like doors that kind of seal off the crowling area or the ceiling area of, of crowler can, you know, the crowler canning area. Yeah. Um, there's also breweries who are starting to can off their can or crowler off their canning line, which is pretty ingenious because you have a canning line that seals for commercial cans. So why not why just not run some 16 ounce crowlers or 32 ounce crowlers there and see what happens. I know I'm, I don't know for certain, but methinks that Rufftail in Oklahoma City is doing that with their new facility because I had a crowler of Oktoberfest beer that was delicious yeah. in April. And I know they didn't brew a fresh batch of Oktoberfest in like March. Um, I mean, they, I guess so they might. My, my, my question here, right, is in wine, it is widely known that you use argon gas. Right. And all you do, it, it doesn't have to be a lot. Right. Because essentially, if you're filling up a growler, you know, you need whatever, let's call it a half dollar size amount of gas to rest on top 
to not interact with, you know, the oxygen. So, so the beer doesn't interact with the oxygen. I, I've always wondered because, I, okay, argon gas is, is expensive, but it's not prohibitively expensive. No, but it's a noble gas. And I know that it is, uh, it might not be reactive in wine, but it could leach into beer, fla- a beer, uh, giving it an off flavor, giving it a weird flavor, or mm. allows beer to react to it because it is also carbonated. I don't think that um, wine makers. No, they want still do. They still do it with with champagne. With well, I, then it's an interesting question. However, when you say cost prohibitive, um, you got to remember that's 750 milliliters. You're filling up the neck of that bottle um, to store that wine. You're doing that on 12 ounce cans, six packs at a time, or cases. No, okay, at a time. okay. So, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean cans. Okay. Like, so, so the, the crowler thing, I get. I agree with you. I've, I've, I've actually, I should have mentioned the transition here, because um, growlers are even worse than crowlers, right? They when can it comes be, yeah. to you know that oxidation and whatnot. So, to me, it's like okay, you put a little pump into a growler. It fills up because it's heavier than air, but lighter than whatever the liquid is above or below it. It'll just take up space until you close that growler. So if you if you watch a lot of this comes from home brewing as well. Um, they tell you to cap on foam. So if you watch a lot of growlers, gra- glass growlers, alum- uh, stainless steel growlers. Either way, what they will do is they will fill them, uh, and a lot of the a lot of the growlers have to have markings on there for 32 ounces, 64 ounces, whatever the size is. Yeah. Um, and what you'll see is a lot of breweries in particular, if they're filling growlers uh, and really good bottle shops or uh, growler shops will yeah. pour past that line because they know that foam is going to shoot out the top of the, uh, the top of the vessel. And at that point, that's when they throw the cap on or they seal the seal, the vessel then to that point, if they're doing it that way, it is as effective as, uh, doing your argon technique because all that foam is just CO2. There's no oxygen mixed in there. And if it's pushing foam out, it's pushing oxygen out, seal it on foam. You've captured all CO2 and beer. Um, oh, fair enough. but okay. a lot of places don't do that anymore because mm-hmm. they don't want to clean up and they think that it's waste. Well, it's not waste. It's part of the business. That's what you're, that's why you pay a little yeah. extra for the, the 64 ounces than if you bought breweries it. are, man, some of the breweries are st- I'm going to say they're such bitches. Like, listen, man, you are brewing whatever. Let's call it a couple hundred barrels, a couple thousand barrels, whatever it is that you're doing at your brewery. The minute amount of waste that you are seeing with an overpour of a bottle or an overpour of a a glass or whatever, get over yourself. Like, just honestly, like, even if that costs you or you lose. $500 to $1,000 a year because you're so popular and those ounces matter over the course of days and weeks, just be happy. Like, (laughs) I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't, it's so stupid. So there are uh, courses and people who dedicate their entire career in beer uh, to explain to sports bars in particular, how much money they are wasting every year when they do sports bar pours. In other words, they take, yep, you know, they light, it over the top, yeah. they fill it over the top. They have no head on a beer and they fill it to the brim of a, a shaker glass, a shaker pint. Best kind of pour. 
Oh, what? Yeah, it is the best pour. I love that kind of pour. It's not. It is not the best kind of pour because in order to do that, they're dipping the faucet into your fucking beer, which is disgusting. Okay. Well, not everybody does do that. Some of them run overflow without dipping the correct. Also, I'm not not saying that. Maybe a Twin twin Peaks? Probably. Head. Head. (laughs) Head, head. I'm not Everybody saying say the no head part is the best. I'm saying like filling it all the way to the brim, letting it spill. Over you know what I like to do? In the glass. That's a good. I point. like to get a pitcher full of beer, right? Fill it to the brim, right? And then take you a, a Ziploc bag of ice and just dunk it in the middle of that pitcher, thus pouring beer all over the place because you've displaced more beer than you had room for. Brian, that is the best kind so of beer. Literal. That is not what we're saying. Oh it no 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 no! no. I was I was just bringing up my favorite beer. No, okay, but the, okay. there are people who their entire career is explaining to bar owners and your wastage matters. Your wastage, especially if you're doing hundreds of pours a night no 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 doubt no doubt the math adds up i'm not talking about those people those people that's a whole different economic those people i am talking about the brewery the brewery gives out samples they give out samples Mm. okay it's part of the business oh and all those greedy fucks who work behind the bar get to take home their work beer too god damn and your little wastage is the least of your concerns i don't i don't disagree honestly like I would I would pay a consultant to be like, am I priced correctly in this market before I paid someone to say, oh, how can I reduce costs based on the fact that you're going to come up here and tell me, hey, do you know that that half an ounce of liquid you waste every single time adds up? Buddy, I don't need you to tell me that. My guy, I know this. I don't. Like, My guy. <laughs> no, I mean, think about how just patently dumb that is. Like, I understand someone might make their career off of this. Apologies if that's anybody who it's listens me. to the podcast. I'm, I'm, I've made a career off of this. No, you have not. You don't know. You have. Okay. You've Brian. offended my people. <laughs> I know for a fact <laughs> you have not gone to a bartender and gone, hey, buddy, that half an ounce, do you know how much you're costing this bar? I have, because- I have gone to a bartender with a 16 ounce pour of fucking dragon's milk and said yeah, do you okay. know how much that's money you could be making off this right that's, now okay so but that's <laughs> that's valid advice mm. that is what a beer consultant should be doing if you come in if okay so if i owned a bar and a beer consultant came in and they said uh uh mr frank uh your bartenders are spilling half an ounce of foam every time they pour a beer i'll be like bitch get the fuck out of here you're no longer on retainer. It is the dumbest advice. It's Don't. the dumbest advice. It's like when someone comes to you and they're like, you know that half an ounce of water washer fluid, if you do that every time when you fill your washer fluid and you don't use a, a, a fucking uh, funnel, you know, like that first ounce or two that you you spill trying to find the hole, you know, filling your washer fluid without a without a funnel. If If some mechanic was like, yeah, you know you're wasting washer fluid. I'd be like, dude, welcome to the fucking obvious club. That's the dumbest. I'm sorry. That is the dumbest advice. Ridiculous. Okay, can we get to Christian Pulisic? Sure. Go ahead and explain. Uh, I'm looking up the cost oh, of beer per ounce, and then I'm going to get back to you with how costly okay, okay. it is. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not costly. I'm just okay. saying the advice in and of itself. Yeah, okay. You feel it like is, it's beneath you. You you no, it, it would cost you more money to stop oh, and no. retrain. You you it's you patently re- obvious advice. Stopping to pick up a ten dollar bill would cost you money, Elon. And that's I understand that. It would just be easier for you to walk by it. I make sense. Go on about Christian Pulisic. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> we, we can then talk about the customer angle that they're like, oh, I, I'm getting more than I paid for. What a good pour. What no, a great beer. No. Mm -mm. Fuck um, the customers. They're always Yeah, wrong. customers never right. Um, okay. So dumb. in any case, Christian Pulisic had a bit yesterday. Well, okay. So U.S. men's national team played Morocco. And they had a less than full stadium in Cincinnati. It wasn't not full. They probably sold 18,000 tickets. I, it was like 18,000 of the 40,000 that it seated. No, 20. It only seats oh. 20. Oh, fuck off. Okay, oh, it only seats 20. Yeah. And Moroccan fans had bought a, a portion of them. I would not even say the majority, but a, a, a large portion, probably call it 5,000 tickets. Right. Okay. And if if you know anything about Moroccan soccer, they are one of the top leagues in Africa. They have a serious developmental league for the, the country, the size of the country that they are. Um, they have produced some very notable stars in Premier League. Mo Salah, Hakim mm -hmm. Ziyech, oh, so, who doesn't play for them anymore, but that's a different matter. Correct. And Mo Salah moved to Egypt, but it doesn't matter. Like, in any case... They produce talent and people get like very worked out. Like soccer is what they do in Morocco. So if you're Moroccan and you want to come to the US for a week, you travel, you come play, whatever, you know, like you, you, you enjoy your time. Um, in any case, you do like they're passionate about soccer. And in the US, there are passionate soccer fans. But if we're going to be honest, the U.S. is still very much along the lines of a um, middling soccer team, right? Developing uh, soccer team. Yeah, and we we didn't we didn't make the World Cup last time, etc. So, Pulisic post post match had for whatever reason built up the excitement to call out U.S. soccer fans for not coming to a soccer match where tickets were a hundred dollars minimum. Yeah, I was going to say, I, thought, I saw like was, 120 was the cheapest. Correct. It was played on a Wednesday night. Um, it was played in a city, Cincinnati, which just isn't, you know, the best place on earth. Soccer City, USA, Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. So, so you have all this happening, right? And then he, unfortunately, the way that he said it made it seem as though the stadium was a bit too brown. Oh, see, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that angle. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I, that's not what he meant. That's not what he meant. But the, the way that he stated it was just like, really, Pulisic? Like, this is the angle you're taking on this. You guys beat the shit out of Morocco. Be happy. Move on. You're coming to Austin, I think, next week. Yep. The stadium will be sold out because these fans are still they don't get the u.s men's national team you know like every year but i i just find it very interesting that like somehow the men's national team think they are this product worthy of a wednesday night you know and hundred dollar ticket. tickets yeah that's when, the thing when when you could go to like an everton game you could get season tickets at Everton, which granted almost got relegated, but I would still suggest might beat the U.S. national team. Um, you paid 495 pounds, which equivalent of $700 for the whole fucking season. Yep. So what what is the U.S. soccer 
whatever honestly, federation on about like what are these people on about i don't understand it soccer is cheap it should be cheap to go to you're not that good it, like fuck it like bro this hundred dollars a seat Get this this of. argument goes through all of united states professional sports it all of it all, all sure. of it i don't i like you can make the argument that it is expensive. These players need to get paid, yada, yada, yada. Agree across the board. Um, but do not sit here and act like your shit doth not stink when you are charging people $80 a ticket plus $100 to park at fucking AT&T Stadium and to watch the fucking Dallas Cowboys play. But like, Okay, but get hold fucked. on. Get, so what else? I agree with you, but I'll say... American football, NBA, MLB, they're exclusive American sports. Yes. So it's difficult to say, you know, okay, so yeah, those tickets are expensive, but you are you are for sure seeing the best people in the world doing their shit. If Liverpool came around and said it's a hundred dollars a game, you have to remember would, I'm living in Dallas, Texas. So I sure. am for sure not seeing the best in the United States. But I'm not even seeing the best in Texas a lot of the time. Okay, hold on, hold on. And the, and the Mavericks, you are. But yeah, I don't watch sure. basketball. I, 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 get, I get your qualm. I yeah. get your qualm, and that's that's based on fans going. I don't know why fans would pay a hundred dollars a seat to go see the Texas but like, Rangers. I, I know they live in a country where individual income is higher. Yeah, uh, sure, but, but but no. But when it comes to uh, comparing the leagues to Europe. That's not true. So we do have greater per capita income, but it's not that much greater. It's not, it's not, it's not. So you get 34 games at Liverpool for $600. 34 games you can go see for that amount of money. That's if you get those season tickets. Yeah, correct. If you can get the season tickets. But the disparity is simply not there. Like the income disparities does not make up for the ticket prices that American sports charge, um, but soccer in this country, yeah. you've got to be like what's wild to me. What's like, wild to me? The Austin tickets, the Austin tickets for next week on a Friday, mind you, I'm pretty sure they're playing on Friday, uh, are starting out at forty five dollars a ticket, mm-hmm. which. It's still that, high if you're taking like a whole ass fucking family, but you are sure. seeing a, na- a, a a national team, two national teams playing against each other, warming up for the, the World matchup Cup. is even better, isn't it? Isn't it U.S. Uh, who who are we playing? It's it's a pretty good matchup as far as I can remember. Um, but in any case, so so comparatively, you're charging a hundred bucks a ticket, you're expecting fans to show up. And then your player, who is arguably the face of U.S. soccer at the moment, I believe they're playing is, Grenada. Oh yeah, well, that, okay, Grenada's not that good. But no. um, if if your your lead player is is you know calling out the fans for not being willing to pay a hundred bucks a seat, yeah, it's a little out of touch sounding. Come on, bro. Like I I, I I'm not I'm not. Hating on Polisic, I understand what he's saying. He would have liked a better atmosphere. He'll yeah. get that when he goes to you know Austin. But don't 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 beat around the bush when it comes to men's soccer in the U.S. This team will be lucky to get out of the of of the round robin at yeah. the World Cup, and if they do, they'll get knocked out in the first <laughs> round. Yeah, of the knockout stages. 
Can you elaborate on a better atmosphere? What was wrong with the atmosphere? There's just there were nineteen thousand taking it over. <laughs> so there were nineteen thousand uh, fans in a twenty six thousand state uh, uh, seat stadium, and Moroccan fans were there in mass. But I mean, is they're seeing their national team like that they can't see other times like you know fucking place. Yeah, the real complaint is that your own fans didn't show up. Yeah, he was like, I'm a little little disappointed that we didn't have more more soccer fan, you know, us fans here, but you know, we'll, we'll keep winning or some shit like that. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. It was, it was out of touch. It was just blindly. Like it's also one of those, like, what do you, one of the several, several times a year that we run into, what the fuck are you asking professional athletes? Anything after they Mm -hmm. get done working their ass off and their opinion why do you think it matters? Stop it. Well, okay. So, well, so I, 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 will give, I have one other question. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No. So I will give the interviewer credit. Um, she did not ask this question. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about just putting a microphone in somebody's he, face. Regardless. He volunteered this information for yeah. some fucking reason. <laughs> He's like, I got a good take here. Sit and then the way, the, the way he said it, if you go, it, it, like if you pull the clip, it just sounded like there were, I, I don't know. I might be reading into it, but it sounded as though he was like looking around the stadium and saw a bunch of brown folks, and he thought, "Oh, there's a bunch of Moroccan folks here." I see. I did uh, not hear it that way, but I could have. I did also didn't listen the to the interview. It's Cincinnati. It was in Cincinnati. Here you go. The U.S. gets a three-nil win over 24th-ranked Morocco. What did the U.S. show here tonight? Yeah, I mean, it was a great win. We're really happy. Uh, we started really well, got that early goal, and, uh, yeah, just a really uh, really strong performance. I have to ask you about handing the ball off there to your former roommate, Haji Wright. Yeah, I mean, Haji's <laughs> Haji, we, we go way back, so um, I think he, uh, he needed that goal, and uh, he said he was confident to go step up and take it, so uh, I wanted him to, to get that confidence, and I'm happy he scored. It's been a couple months since you were back in front of these U.S. fans. How'd it feel tonight? Um, yeah, it was nice. To be honest, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not super happy with uh, the amount of Americans here, however that works out, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but uh, it's thanks to the ones who did come, and uh, the support is always great from them. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be back in America and playing again. Thank you, Christian. Thank you. Okay. So, question. It's the amount of Americans here statement that I had a problem with. I, how was the cheering? How was the cheering? <laughs> cheering was great. No, when, when you see a goal... Goal scoring celebrations were stadium wide. Yeah. But so I think you well, that's say, a fucked up thing to say then. I think what we're I think what we're hearing here is someone not saying American fans and just saying Americans. Yes, because and, I'm an American. And yeah, if, and, and when and, the World Cup comes here for rugby, I will be cheering for South Africa and I don't give a shit. Who judges me for I'd it? Say U.S. Say U.S. fans. Yeah, you're what, the U.S. national team. You're not the American exactly. national that's, team. That's what I had a problem with. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I could go there and cheer for Morocco and be just fine. Like, what's going on? I, I, I think that's yeah, I that. That's where you're running into an issue. You're also dealing with a fucking kid. He's 23 years no, old. I'm not, <laughs> listen, I'm not judging Pulisic. He 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 spoke after after a. Victory. I mean, he's he he's was upset by the attendance. I'm not, bro. He's I had to fucking wear the goddamn weight of the national team on his shoulders for the last two years. Not, but he has some also, some players. He now. had to swallow that tough pill. 
I just um, think of I equal think, pay for the women's team. Yeah, yes. I don't think yeah. I, don't, I don't think yeah. he was worried about fucking pay at all. Oh, they were. They were no, pretty no. fucking no, out of the whole. I don't know about him specifically, but the men's team was pretty vocal. Well, yeah, they, they were, were the ones that really bring in the fucking. Pul- Pulisic uh, need not worry about fucking money, and he definitely doesn't need to even pipe up about talking about pay and performance because like, who needs to pipe up about fan attendance after a win? Well, but this is so also that's true. Too, that's that's the part where he's getting a bit slaughtered at the moment. And there's a bunch of people who are trying to make excuses for it. And quite frankly, U.S. soccer is benefiting from international mm-hmm. relevance because Pulisic plays at Chelsea. Serginio Dest plays for Barcelona. Um, got, we've got plays. players at Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Like We have legit players. They're not better. no. Okay, <laughs> let's be very clear. They are not better than what Spain put on the field today. A bunch of twenty-year-olds who almost beat Portugal, uh, and a fucking beat, near Portugal. a near forty-year-old <laughs> fucking Espelacueta sweating his ass off running around yep. the backfield for Spain. Proud of a, him. An Argent an Argentine side that looks like they might be the best going into the tournament. Uh, a German side who will be always competitive. A Belgian side who still has Romelu Lukaku who only shows up for that team. And De Bruyne. Um, and Courtois. And De I, I feel like that might have something to do with it, honestly. Yeah. De Bruyne seems to know when to find him. But with, in any case... And beyond, Italy. Oh, wow. Italy who's not going. <laughs> um, but there are... A Portugal who is a legit side. Yeah. Um, the U.S., they might beat one of those teams one time, luckily. They are not good enough to get anywhere near touching that trophy. Not at all. And a hundred dollars a ticket. It's and deep. then lambasting, you know, the fans who couldn't afford it. That's dumb. That's just dumb. It's dumb PR. It's stupid. He should apologize for saying it. I, I understand where he's coming from, but he is not at Chelsea. <laughs> What I would I'm say, sorry. Like, it's just <laughs> the quality of the product on the field does not warrant. What'd you say? Dollars. What'd you say, Villem? I didn't even know they were playing. Exactly. I, I, also, like, this is a friendly game. This isn't for anything. Oh, it's a friendly game. Yes. Yeah, it's a, a warm up. It's supposed to be a send off for the World Cup. Yeah. Like, oh there is nothing God. on the line for these fucking games. I mean, yeah. probably the reason they beat the oh, shit out of Morocco years. last night because Morocco is better than that. Like, they've played better than that in the African Nations Cup. They have, yeah. I think, they won it last no, year. They got beat by Senegal in a fucking shootout this last year. Yeah. Which, so, thanks, okay. Edward Mindy. Thanks for showing up there, but missing... So when uh, is the World Cup, uh, y'all? November. Yeah. What? That's I'm, a weird fucking well, that's because they're that's playing in Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're playing in Qatar. 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 Oh, Whatever. The slave you, Labor Cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which we're we're having a, a bit of a time, you know, uh, uh, weighing. I'm not be tuning in. Sorry. Yeah, that's a that's a that's gonna be a tough one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, but it's it, the fact that it's happening in November is kind of cool in and of itself. Um. But literally. Yeah. Hey, oh, oh my my soundboard went to sleep. I was gonna hit a I'll have a uh oh go ahead. No, go ahead. It's off. I'll have a newborn and I just knowing what I know. I'm not gonna endorse 
their their behavior. You can do what I my my plan is to do with uh the new Top Gun movie. Like I kind of want to see it, but I don't want to give money to the Church of Scientology, so I'm just going to bootleg it. I'll pirate it from somewhere, and that's that'll be my my fuck the man. Fair. You know, and I man, feel like, that fucking thing. I people ate that up, and they're like, "Oh, it's such a good fucking." I fucking doubt it's dude, a good movie. Dude, <laughs> I listen, really here's the doubt. deal: how many millions of di- of mouth breathing dipshits? And if we're on this cast together, yeah. whatever. How many mouth breathing dipshits fucking bust a nut in their slacks every time a fucking Marvel movie comes out? Fuck yeah. that. Fuck it. I'm just thinking about like. It's probably good, like 300 was good, you know, like you were excited no, the first time. That's unfortunate. Like, 300 yeah. was never good, my guy. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, dude, I've got a neighbor, the the one who doesn't drink alcohol, who has the fucking, uh, what's the metal glove thing from fucking, oh, yeah. uh, whatever that, fuck. I don't know. I, I call it the metal boxing duel. Theranos? Metal, no. Uh, ther- yeah, Theranos. It's, uh, it's Theranos. yeah, it's. Yeah. It's a uh, uh, Holmes's uh, boxing jeweled boxing glove. Uh, it, Frank, you're shaking your head no, but Thanos. you know I'm right. Thanos. Thanos's glove. Theranos's glove. Uh, <laughs> the one that she takes. Theranos is the fucking blood. Uh... Yeah, yeah. That's you put your finger in there, and it takes five different finger pricks of your and pulls blood and tests. And if the jewels light up, then Robert Downey Jr. melts away, from what I can tell. <laughs> anyway, my neighbor who doesn't drink alcohol literally. Like that's his fucking religion besides his actual religion. It's fucking based in Marvel comics. And I want my to, neighborhood who do, my neighborhood doesn't drink alcohol. Yeah, I have to call that out because smoke weed. <laughs> oh no, no, we're too straight and narrow for the devil's cabbage. Get the fuck out of here. It annoys me, but you know what doesn't annoy me? I want to give this update before we get too long in this, my air conditioner in my car. Verdict. Still working, motherfuckers. And they said it couldn't be done. No, oh, damn it. Ah, fuck me. I hit the wrong oh, button. <laughs> damn it. I'll edit that part so what out. what did you fix on it? Tell I, us what you fixed. I fixed it. Willem, did you miss the last, like, two weeks? Yeah. He doesn't well, follow no, us on I Instagram. the last, like, seven months. Yeah, that's I'm true. Just every day, basically. I'm just kidding. So, every um, day is a new day. No. Is that what you said? <laughs> every day is a new fucking adventure. This is a running bit. So Brian came on the cast and he said, I'm going to attempt to fix my air conditioner in my car. And he like had spoken to a bunch of people and thought he nailed down what the issue was and bought the parts. And he said the, the Kia service manual estimate was like four hours for this job. Which would have fucked me because I have a Mitsubishi. So if referencing the Kia manual would have been a real bastard. I apologize. I thought it was the wife's. No, it was. Yeah, they quoted me uh, like four uh, four hours of labor uh, at the mechanic shop. How much an hour? Oh, it doesn't matter because total. No, it wasn't a dealership, but total was going to be around fifty or at least fifteen hundred dollars. Um, so about seven hundred fifty dollars an hour, roughly. I mean, it's wait, gonna, no, 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 you said four hours, like four hundred dollars an hour, roughly. So yeah, fucking insane. Well, here's the deal. I asked. I put it out to the NBLB Nation. How long does it is it really going to take me? Because I said five hours. I got this shit. Um, Frank said. I remember. Frank said six to eight. 
Um, Vill- or, uh, not Villem. Jay uh, said 10 hours over two days, which I felt was rude. And then Kevin said DNF, which is do not, did not finish. Um, so he had zero faith in me. Um, total runtime of fixing this that is uh, also documented over on our Instagram page at no beer left cast on Instagram. It's in a story. So you can go back and follow my journey on a Saturday morning that started out at 10 AM and ended at 7 PM. Um, that included only one trip to Harbor freight to get us, get a specific tool and only one trip to AutoZone, not to get an additional part but to replace the part that they sold me the day before that they said was correct, which actually was not correct. Um, and to their defense, Mitsubishi had different motors in their cars that year. They had a motor with a, a belt-driven power steering and my version of the car that had electric power steering all in the same year, all with the same model engine. They would have had no reason, no way of knowing, nor would I. So I know now. Um, yeah, at the so the five-hour mark would have been 3 p.m., Obviously missed that by by quite a bit, by four hours. Um, but at 3 p.m., I did get the air conditioning compressor mounted on to back onto my motor. Okay, so I take some credit for that. Um, by by f- just before four o'clock, I got the serpentine belt back on my motor, which was the single toughest hour of physical labor I have ever put out. Uh, getting that motherfucker back in place by myself. I deserve some sort of congressional medal, I feel like. And I also, I get the, I have, I now have the birthright to find the engineer at Mitsubishi Motors who put the fucking two liter motor less than half an inch from the goddamn fender wall of my, of the, of the Mitsubishi Lancer in 2015. I get to find that engineer and I get to not only throat punch that asshole, but I get to I don't know, use him as a puppet for 30 seconds where I get to make him say, I'm very sorry, Mr. Lesher. I really shouldn't have done that to you and all the other thousands of Mitsubishi Lancer owners. I'm a piece of shit. And I don't want, I don't want him a cam. I want a cameo of that so I can replay it at any given time. I, I do. I, I was telling Frank, I feel like it's a goddamn mission out service on anything to do with the front end, the front side of that engine. Cause you can't reach a goddamn thing on it. It is a fucking nightmare. Anyway, all I'd say, two weeks of, well, I guess it's three weeks now. No, yeah, it's almost three weeks because it's almost the end of the week. Um, of hot-ass Texas weather, air conditioner still blowing cold. Nice. Conversely, I went to the dealership. Oh. And had my shit fucking fixed. What did you, I, your AC fixed? Yeah, my AC was blowing hot air. Mm. So I take it in, they're like, oh, yeah, this hose is shot. And I'm like, what the fuck, why? <laughs> like, what happened to it? And they were like, well, it's just wear and tear. It's like, okay. Uh, and it's going to be like, uh, again, 400 and something dollars, 460 something dollars to fix it. I'll come up there and do it for That's 420. Paper. Oh, That's not parts. So parts <laughs> are like less than 100 bucks, like 80 something and then 400 and something. so like and then they're saying like about two hours of work so i do the math i'm like that is more <laughs> than my company bills me out at for yeah. like writing software you know for, why okay cool what <laughs> you know why why because it's a motherfucker and no one wants to do it 
I'm fucking. I mean, like honestly, like what the fuck? They they don't pay their mechanics like proportionally because otherwise their mechanics are making more than me. Which if that's the case, that's totally cool. I'm most cool of them. Most of them are, dude. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I so I have a cousin who's a who now he is a master tech at BMW, um, but he has for over a decade. He's worked for them for probably I think twenty three years, okay. and at about the ten year mark. He was making well over six figures a year. I know, and that was before okay, he reached master tech level. And that's like people are like, "Oh, that's BMW." That is, he worked his ass off at BMW and got certified in all these different areas, paid to get certified in a lot of different areas, so that he could then charge more uh, per hour at the de- you know, charge the dealership more per hour. If you're going to bring in a car for service, you get charged. I don't, I don't know if my, I had a master tech working on mine or not, but. Uh... If, if if they are paying their technicians proportionally, mm-hmm. then fine, I get it. Like I think that's great. But in my opinion, or it's not that stupid. Not in my opinion, but as far as what? I think your reasoning, in my world. <laughs> no, a lot of they're just like gobbling up money and just paying their techs, like you know, whatever. No, a lot of techs are making making good money doing legitimate work. Um, the other thing that you're paying for, Vellum, just like when your company pays you to code, that is a very specific skill. And those those mechanics go in. They know exactly what they're doing, More, yeah. most importantly, to the service department. But then in the end, in a roundabout way, to you, the, 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 the customer, if they spot other things along the way that could also be causing the problem, they can re-diagnose and what become you know what was a five hundred dollar invoice or estimate becomes a three hundred dollar invoice because the fix was much easier, much more simple. Um, okay. So like there are, I mean, I I, I come from <laughs> I come from a family of mechanics. Um, yeah, but that's good. If it's going to the actual workers uh, to some degree. And it's proportional in in the same way that my stuff is. Then I get that. I and mean, again, like I'm only speaking from my the experiences that I've seen working in car dealerships and you know having family work as mechanics. Some not all of them are the same. There are some yeah. that are greedy assholes. But this was Honda. I, I doubt they're a greedy asshole. They they usually focus mostly on good business and quality of service they really want their customers to be happy there was a time where they were like really intense about please fill out the survey (laughs) yep if you don't fill out the survey they'll rake us over (laughs) they're gonna bend us over barrel literally i am about (laughs) to get fucked by honda right now shiro (laughs) honda is gonna come and bang my ass right now so one of the one of the key uh, sorry it was a hose it was a single fucking hose that they replaced the $89 hose mm-hmm. and it was two hours of labor and it was goddamn almost $500. I got to be honest. Labor. It depends on what hose it was. If it was in the dash, that is fucking money well spent. If it is between the condenser and the evaporator in the dash or uh, the condenser and the blower in the dash, well worth every fucking penny you could have spent because I really don't know, but I already know, but like, my whole thing was like, how, so how do I know this won't just happen again? You know, because they're like, most places will give like, a oh, warning. It should be good for the lifetime of the vehicle. I'm like, well, why wasn't the first one good for the lifetime of the fucking vehicle? Like, well, how old's your vehicle? Uh, 2016. So in the six last years, in the last seven years at most, six years, they've probably figured out what the fuck was wrong with the hose from six years ago, and then with the fix they put in it now, 
to their knowledge, will last forever. Also, a reputable dealership and a reputable mechanic shop will warranty their work. Um, and, you know, whether that warranty is two years or five years, it's Some kind books, of... So. Yeah. Um, uh, Willem, the, in my closet. <laughs> the key driver for me to fix my air conditioner was the fact that I realized that my arms are two different colors because I was hanging one arm out the window while I was driving down the road with the window open and the other arm is not hanging out the window. Oh yeah. So I have you get that trucker arm. Huh? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's bad. It has a stop line. Um, <laughs> you can see that. And this arm does not, it is, it is a much lighter color. Have you heard about that with the truckers and they'll get like freaking, uh, they'll get cancer, like skin cancer on, I, on that arm. I mean, probably it, I, it's probably not the most dangerous cancer that they're exposed to because they're driving around giant diesel trucks all day with fucking exhaust that everyone <laughs> yeah. says is safe, but is it, can it be? Who knows? You know. Did you, um, have you seen we have a trucker shortage? Oh, I'm well aware of uh, commercial driver's license shortages, uh, not just for over-the-road truck drivers, but for uh, delivery drivers. Uh, yeah. as well yeah it's it's not good yeah and they're they're having a serious like retention problem with the with the truckers specifically because nobody wants to be a fucking lifelong long-haul trucker like anymore apparently yeah because they just busted up all the unions and made it such a shit job apparently one of the main reasons that people used to go for that job is because it was a really good job and it was unionized and it paid well and it had benefits and you know pto and all the shit and they just broke all that apart. And now they're like, oh, fuck, we, we have a retention problem. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Why are people not staying here? Well, um, yeah. have you asked them? Could you, could you ask them? That requires no skill other than to learn how to drive a large truck. Which, I got to be honest, I don't want to do. I, yeah, it's such a specific skill. You know, like, if you're not going to pay me well, you're not going to give me anything for it. Why would I learn that skill? Yeah, I, dude. That's the thing where, I mean, it's... You 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 said it doesn't require much skill, but it's a fucking shit ton of skill. It's I mean, I it does require quite. I'm ter. I totally get that. Yeah, it terrifies me to drive a large truck. Oh, dude, and just even like a U-Haul. You know, like the largest U-Haul. I'm like, fuck, I need to get this thing back to U-Haul ASAP. Could you imagine having but, to drive that around and then pull up outside yeah. a nice house in Buda, Texas, only to be greeted by this maniac? who refuses to let you just drop off a water softener system at the end of the driveway, which is your job. And this guy just unloads on you for no seeming but reason. My, my, I don't want people to think I think it doesn't take skill. What I meant is it doesn't take like a range of skills. There's not like you, know, you can't apply the skill to, it's like you learn how to drive a truck and that's what you can do. And then if you take all of the benefit from learning that skill, then why the fuck would I learn how to drive a truck anymore? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the truth. It's not a, yes, it's a skill, but it is such a narrow skill and you've taken yeah. all of the fucking, all now of the I incentive get, away. You know, all of the things I used to get, no, I'm not going to fucking drive a truck anymore. Yep. Uh, uh, Frank. Oh, Frank's here. I brought up that scenario uh, mm-hmm. not for any particular reason. I was just... No throwing out just different <coughs> ideas things that could happen as a truck as a truck yeah. driver sometimes truck drivers deserve every bit coming their way okay all right villain was just it's talking like, about the trucker shortages that we're experiencing 
And oh uh, yeah, I'm sure CEO. my water softener had about seventy percent of the blame. Could <laughs> you imagine that guy going back to his boss and his boss being like, "You know what? We're changing everything about the way we deliver to protect our drivers." You know, and the thing is, I understand if your driveway is half a mile, quarter mile, whatever. I have a standard residential driveway. The dude already had the shit on a pallet jack. I even told him, I will pull it up this hill. And he's like, like, well, I got to drop it at the curb. I'm like, what the fuck does this, what what is that good for? You have three degree grade driveway, Frank. It's too much. I I can't. What the curb? The curb is now the standard. What? Like, you don't even have, technically you don't even have a curb in your, no. And delivery wasn't cheap. That was my problem with the whole bit. I didn't. I, I wasn't intending to be an asshole. I was just like, you, dude, you, you did wake up bruh. that day, looked at yourself in the mirror as you're brushing your teeth, and you're like, how can I fuck up somebody's day today? Yeah, let me make sure that asshole brings it all the way to the fucking garage. <laughs> He's gonna turn the last nut to get that thing installed. As far as I'm concerned, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like the fact that the service went to the curb, and. I guess everybody who's gotten this delivered has been okay with it. I, I don't, I don't know. I was not okay with it. I just very odd, but no. <laughs> in any case, can Ir- we, uh, thank you. Can we discuss really quick? Um, well, not, it doesn't have to be really quick. We but, don't do anything quick on this podcast. Frank. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I'm not going to express opinion on this, but, Brian, what did you think about the verdict in the Johnny Depp trial? I, I, from what I understand, they both were defamed. I don't. What? So okay, I don't. I don't. Villem's not on screen. I know he he kind of watched it a little bit. I, I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest. I followed it about as closely as I follow Minnesota Twins baseball, which is like. Tattooed. I look at the synopsis. No, I look (laughs) at the synopsis of the game, how it went down, and then I move on in life because it's just until. Well, obviously this doesn't apply to this trial, but until the Twins make it past the first round of the playoffs, (laughs) I'm 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 no longer committed to that baseball club. Uh, I enjoy baseball. I'm one of the few people who will actually sit and watch it, but that team, I have sworn them off. Before, when Joe Maurer was still on the fucking team and just ate up the salary cap, and so, I am prepared to swear them off again for, you know... How does this connect back to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Okay. I'm saying I was kind of a passively interested party in whatever was going on there. I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. She's shit in his bed. That's odd. You know, like I was I was going through kind of passing by. An emotional roller coaster is what you were experiencing. <laughs> Dude, so highs and lows, ups and downs. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, but more importantly, like it was just the whole thing was such a bizarre amount of shit that I'm like, how how does anybody invest their time in someone's drama like this? Because there were people that were so invested in it. You know, they were like, oh, Johnny didn't do anything and Amber didn't do anything and da 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 So in any case, what I guess it came down to is is 
Amber Heard sued Johnny Depp in England for domestic violence, won in England, civil court, won a big settlement. Then he countersued her in America because England has like some kind of a cap, but mm. the burden of proof there is lower or something. It's like some really odd fucking thing. Then she wants some money there. Then he countersued her in America. And like all the evidence she used in England was kind of like disproven by forensic metadata in pictures and shit. Yeah. Um, so then she looked like a real ass and she, she did coke in court, which is the fucking oddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Whomst among us hasn't banged a rail of cocaine while in court. I mean, so, no, on. she did a bump off her, off her fucking nail. Like, it was so weird. So like <clears throat> I'm watching this and all I can gather out of the whole thing is like, they're both shitty human beings. Right, 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 right. Um, and aside from that, you know, one of them thought they could play this, their hand and they played it and it didn't work so that's you know sorry it didn't work and now she's got this big penalty coming her way but more importantly the 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 fact that they're both shitty human beings everybody already knew that johnny depp's idol is hunter s thompson right and that should tell you everything you need to know about that man yeah he's fucking so weird. he's fucking weird 100 uh, percent a raging alcoholic um, has zero respect for like societal norms, you know. It, 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 I I just I don't understand why anybody is surprised about, you know. She was like, "Oh my god!" And he would drink and pass out at two. And I was like, "Yep, <laughs> sounds about right." <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. There's some days where I'm like, "This job sucks." I would absolutely be so drunk i would pass out at two right now it doesn't mean i but have if, a problem if anybody if <laughs> anybody showed up and said yeah hunter s thompson is my idol would you be surprised if that happened at 2 p.m no no i would be surprised okay. like i would be surprised if hanging out with you and villain one of y'all got shit housed and passed out by 2 p.m i'm going oh well that's that's, that's new, new behavior, yeah. <laughs> but if, if Johnny Depp does it, you're just like, nah. That seems that seems like something or, Johnny or Depp would do. Virtually anybody that said my idol is, you know, Hunter S. Thompson. That's that's the thing. That's that's the part where I was like, lady, it's widely known that this man is infatuated, yeah, with him. I mean, and he has launched, he launched his ashes out of a fucking cannon? Exactly. In Colorado, I was like, are you serious right now? Like you're over here. Oh, Johnny passes out all the time at two or four p.m. I was like, okay, yeah, that's kind of you know. Anybody who says I love Hunter S. Thompson, I'd imagine does that. So in any case, um, I thought, I thought the whole bit was just a clusterfuck of unnecessary reporting. It it does not impact my life whatsoever. It it is very clear that on both sides they abused each other it was a toxic fucking relationship and there is no need to expand this to like this is a failure for abuse victims this is a failure no need no. there is no need and last night when this verdict came out for some fucking reason stephanie rule had these two ladies on who were like you know this is such a setback because da 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 da, -da. and i was like did even even the small bits of the trial that I was following, I was like, 
she didn't even okay one of the things amber heard did not know is that a picture contains metadata a digital picture that tells you exactly when that picture was taken and she had two pictures supposedly side by side over time where like one she's normal and one is after johnny depp beat her up well those pictures were taken two seconds apart and the light was turned off in one of them yeah okay i mean i'm sorry your your little charade didn't pan out but don't 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 equate this to anybody else's abuse just stop it this is ridiculous you guys are both fucking children in hollywood just go fuck on about your lives i want to clarify frank is not saying they were both having sex with children he was describing them both as fucking children as yeah. children well i know i'm making sure that q and we don't I don't want to show up on some fucking QAnon site that they're oh, yeah, like, no, these no. guys know what's up about the cabal of child fuckers in Hollywood. Exactly. Hey, we have some listeners, though. Yeah, no, no, we're not listener. We're not clickbaiting. He's right. Next thing you know, we're the ones getting sued for defamation. We're we're the ones getting fucked exactly. in Hollywood. What? I just want to say it, a real abuse case, domestic abuse, domestic violence, doesn't isn't like... A civil suit. It's like a fucking it's a criminal, criminal trial. And I totally agree with all you just said. Like, what a dumb fucking thing. We have real issues. We have, like, su- corrupt Supreme Court justice and his wife trying to fuck over the country. Hey, but they're new listeners. Welcome, Thomas family. Really, <laughs> really nobody, happy to have you here. Nobody talks about that. No. That's completely just who the fuck cares anymore. And meanwhile, we're talking about two celebrities who talk about how shitty the other person was to them. Like, who fucking cares? I don't give a shit. You guys familiar with the the term fully I do? Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. It's basically, it's a a meaning, uh, it's a definition of, uh, or description of a a relationship where uh, separate, both people, uh, both people in a relationship are are normal, but when they're together, they're fucking crazy. Like, absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and yeah. I feel like not I've saying that Johnny Depp's friends. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that Johnny Depp wasn't a fuck. Either of them weren't complete fucking weirdos before they got together, but together they are definitely not. That's not a fucking healthy relationship period. And I feel like that, if anything, uh, should be a setback for society that we, as you know, uh, celeb you hounds fucking ate up that shit when they were oh Johnny and Amber are dating that's so great we're so happy for him Johnny Depp or Amber Heard cut off Johnny Depp's pinky oh I hope they get back together soon fuck no no I don't think we anybody should be no that yeah. that's not a healthy relationship and the thing is is there like as far as I can recall and I am by no means a celebrity you're follower. you're an expert in celebrities we know this. No, by no means. Mm. But as far as I can recall, you know, they had several like not together, back together, not together. Like there was clearly something up. And then apparently she released this op-ed. Like I didn't know about any of this until this trial started. And <clears throat> I was kind of like, okay, this is really weird. Why is this in the news? Read up a little bit on it. It's like, okay, interesting. So she took a trial to Europe for stuff that happened in New York and Europe, and then decided Europe was the best place to do this. So she did it there, one, and now she's being countersued. This is very interesting. And, you know, like, 
having no dog in the fight, I don't really give a shit who wins. They're both shitty human beings. I think you nailed it. Is they're the humans who got into a relationship. They always fought. They slapped, punched, whatever back and forth, degraded in, in each other. Cut off a pinky here and there. And then one of them decided, man, maybe I can make some money off this. And she overplayed her hand. And that's okay. That's all right. I, I, honestly, like, if 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 she overplayed her hand and some people was con- uh, got convinced that she was in the right, you know. I believe this is what the kids say when they say, shoot your shot. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then just say, you know, one, once, like, you can't, the thing that frustrates me is you cannot be for justice. And then when a jury delivers a verdict based on evidence and based on whatever evidence you go and look up that proves that she has made continuous false statements about what's going on here and they deliver the verdict and then you go back and you're like, well, the criminal justice system is so broken. It's like, no, no. Okay, this is a civil case. This didn't put anybody in jail. There was no incentive for this jury to be lenient either way. All they were doing was avoiding uh, awarding damages, which apparently some of them didn't know you needed to do. <laughs> they didn't have damages written down in the in, in the final uh, the final jury verdict. But you cannot be both for justice, and then when justice happens, be against the the. Well, hey, hold up, Frank. Verdict. Hold on, no, wait, 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 wait. In this case, mm. because in this case specifically. There was, there was evidence of both individuals. Mm-hmm. Fine people on both sides. <clears throat> no, they were both mm-hmm. shitty humans. Oh, that's what I meant. And and the one human just happened to go to such an an extent of abuse that was not proven, right? It's like okay, Brian, you and I are on the schoolyard. You punch me, I shove you. You shove me, I punch you. None of us end up with any sort of blood or whatever. And all of a sudden, ex post facto, you punch yourself in the nose, take a picture, and you're like, look at what happened. Hold up. In this made-up scenario, you punched me twice, and I only shoved you. Exchange blows. Oh, now we're blowing each other. None of it it ends up being, you know, to the extent... We're we're both abusing each other, obviously, but... What I was going to... ...being more important than what the other person did. And then you go back to the bathroom, and you punch yourself in the nose, and then you go to the principal's office, like Francois... Made my made my nose bleed. Um, that's essentially what happened here. Yeah, I know. I know. The point that I was going to make is, Frank, you were saying you can't be for justice and then be against justice. And I said, yeah, was going to say about ten minutes ago. I uh, was going to say, yeah, it's just like you can be for free elections until the election doesn't go your way, and then sure. you're against free elections because it didn't come out your way. Uh, Villem, you raised your hand. Uh, do you have something to say about EV cars or uh, uh, F1 racing? I got a couple things. <laughs> Fuck off, Brian. No, hey, I'm, I'm trying to transition. <laughs> about EV cars right now. <laughs> Electric vehicle cars. Electric vehicle uh, vehicles. Wait, all we need to say is fuck Elon Musk. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's not also I, yes. Bro. Wow, we just lost Clarence Thomas and his wife. Ginny. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Jimmy, that old hag. No, uh, the worst way, by the way. I think we should stop talking about justice in such a way that it's like this objective thing, you know, like justice is subjective, sure. And yeah, to each person, justice means something different. And it at the end of the day is up to whoever has the power what justice means and how it gets served, and you know, that kind of fucking sucks. Um, 
So like in some cases I'm going to feel like justice was served and in other cases I'm going to feel like it was complete injustice. Uh, but then what I found really weird was like how invested people got and how like sure they were of the side that they were picking, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just, it was like low key cringe and you just felt like in a few years, some things are going to come out where you're going to be like, ah, God, <laughs> like, and I chose his yeah. or her side, you know, like, Hey, hey I, I can connect really with that. I, I bought my Coney 2012 shit, man. I know exactly <laughs> yeah, what's like, up. It, it felt like a, like that kind of situation where like, you really are speaking louder than you have. The than you have the authority to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, but that's, that's, that's what happens with this shit. Like, I don't understand how people got so invested and then the fucking, you know, like to call them brain dead single cell organisms in the uh, amoeba. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. The incel groups that were like, this is a victory for men and da 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 da. Oh, God. Just what the fuck is that? human being. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was awful, too. So, but, but it's the same with like Elon Musk buying Twitter. It's like, these extremists come out of the fucking woodworks and it's, oh, he's going to say free speech. Bitch, he doesn't even agree with you on 90% of the shit. Yeah, he's yeah. doing this to save his ass because some shit came out about him, you know, exposing himself to people. And which also fucking asking people to fucking dump and buy stocks on a publicly traded company on a publicly fucking, on a public platform. Fucking, what have we forgotten? Lest we forget about that as well. No, no doubt. So, so, in any case, he's in a bunch of shit, which is why he shut up over the past like two weeks. Because people are like, dude, not only have you lost forty billion dollars, you might lose a significant amount more if they sanction, you know, your Tesla stock in exchange for mm -hmm. damages for you know what you did to Twitter. So, in any case, he he's got he's got his own legal troubles. The man is. Um, this is not to disparage, but he is 100% on the spectrum in some capacity. Um, <clears throat> he has zero social awareness. He has zero awareness of, you know, where society is heading. And for some reason, this brain dead coalition follows him into some vision that just doesn't exist. Like mankind is going to be on Mars looking back at earth, My driving their fucking EVs. You're like, dude, are you like fucking George Jetson? Like you sound ridiculous right now. Only uh, the oh, people who can make it. Huh? Only the people who can make it and deserve to make it. Well, uh -huh. yes, but also Only the people who don't pretend to work from home. And those hey people, those people, will still need oxygen on a planet that has none. And oh, no, no, he's going to terraform it. It's fine. He'll make an atmosphere. It's still Guys, do you remember what he did to save the yeah. those kids in the fucking caves? He built fucking torpedo submarines. All right. I've got a, I've got a Tesla. It still doesn't drive itself. Um, so if you're if you're depending on this man to populate Mars, you might want to find a different scapegoat. Um, but He's just arrogant as fuck. Honestly, like he's just super duper arrogant and he thinks he is the second or the third coming now. But he didn't the used to he got he got pumped up by his fandom and he it all it all started when he gave California the middle finger and he was like, I'm moving to fucking Texas. And 
Then he just became this outspoken dickbag who honestly can get fucked. I've got no patience for him. But in any case, it's we treat all these people like they're in some capacity because they became famous. They deserve support. They don't deserve support. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp got into a domestic dispute in court. It doesn't need to be televised. It doesn't need to be discussed outside of nobody should give a shit. And then last night on fucking MSNBC, Stephanie Rule had two ladies on from I don't know what XYZ victim abuse network that was like, well, if he can't get convicted, who can get convicted? And I'm sorry. If you're trying to convict me or anybody in my family <clears throat> based on doctored pictures that you admitted were doctored, I just can't have it. Like I, I, That's I don't not even what the trial was about. She was the defense. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> she got countered. Honestly, he sued her for defamation. Yeah. It had nothing to do with domestic violence. Like again. It would not be a civil suit. It would be a criminal trial against That's, Johnny Depp. She had to... Okay, so for defamation, you have to prove that what you said was true. So it does have a component of... An, it has an element of proof to it in order to defend yourself. But I'm and, just saying that terminology of like, well, if he can't get convicted, he was never going to get convicted. He wasn't like, up for conviction. Defamation. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, but that, but that, that was the thing. It was like th their take on it was just ignorant. Like this is a setback for women. No, it's not. No, they know exactly what they're doing. I mean, everybody, if everybody sued everybody based on claims that were fabricated, and the you know, the end result was the the individual who you know claimed to be victimized won every time. That's not how the court works. Yeah. Like that's the part where I got, I got very frustrated. I was like, man, I normally enjoy watching Stephanie rule. I don't have an issue with her. Don't have an issue with the people she brings on. Even last night, I just had an issue with them railing on this whole trial that outside of that courtroom shouldn't have mattered, but because you report on it and then you do irresponsible reporting it was very annoying to me. I just didn't. I didn't understand why it even needed to be brought up. Like, except women's rights. Are you kidding me right now? Like, th this had not. This was a partner and a partner who slapped the shit out of each other, verbally abu abused each other. One decided to go write a fucking op-ed about it, and that was a a bad decision. And then she had to fabricate a bunch of evidence to defend herself in a defamation lawsuit. And that was the, you know, all of it just became a bad decision. It just kind of snowballed because she, you know, made a decision to do this to someone who had some money clearly doesn't have as much as he used to, but it was stupid. It was stupid. The whole thing's stupid. The fact that it, we were even talking about it is fucking stupid. I anyway. think the bigger question is why the 24 set, not 24, but like why the fucking intense focus on, on that trial from the media. And again, almost nothing about, about like Clarence, like we've almost completely forgotten about the fucking attempted coup on our goddamn government. Yeah. You know, like nobody talks, like they don't focus on that. 
They could be Villem, Villem, railing real on that quick. issue just as hard as they did on this trial. They're like, oh, well, people lose interest in data. It's not fucking true. It's January just that 6th, showing it to people. January 6, 2021 was 320 school shootings ago. Okay. I don't have time to keep up with that. I need to relax and watch these two people's private lives be spilled out onto yeah. the courtroom floor like Amber Heard shit on Johnny Depp's sheets. Okay. <laughs> Now, okay. let's get down to the let's get down to business. I've captured some uh, um, hashtags that I'm gonna tag this uh, episode with. Before you tag, before you tag, she blamed a Yorkie for a human poop. Just at least be like, I was babysitting a lab. I don't know. I don't know. Did you just drop your banana villain? Yeah. No, oh, that's sad. I was, I was like, yeah, that Yorkie must have had a I don't know a prolapse. After that, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Jesus! All right, well, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add prolapsed anus here to this hashtag. Um, Can you imagine a Yorkie? That thing is this big. So well, so far, been, there so, was no lab involved, so you can't blame the lab, right? It's got to be partial. Every lie is partially based in a fact. Dog, that's it. This is a dog. Every so so lie. far, so far, the hashtags I have: pedophile cabal, um, QAnon, um, Clarence and Ginny. Uh, incels and now prolapsed anus of a oh, wait, prolapsed labs anus. That's right. Pro, prolapsed anus. Ooh, that's good. A Yorkie. We said Yorkie consistent. Pro Yorked anus. <laughs> All right. Pro labs anus. Got it. All right. So, Willem, um, do you want to have you have a you have a topic for us this eve? Um, I just thought. I have a couple. Okay, well. F1 has been getting much more popular in the in the states here. I thought that was cool. You know why? I don't know why, but I thought Cuz they've cool. got now 3 races that are happening in North America right now or in the United States. Uh in the They're past Montreal, Miami and Austin. Uh Las Vegas also is building a Formula 1 track and well, you know they had a Vegas uh F1 a while back. Mhm. But this yeah, one's much bigger now. Yep. This one goes through the strip, apparently. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. used to it used to be Montreal, Detroit, and Mexico City. Then Austin built their track, took Detroit's place. So then it was Montreal, Austin, Mexico City. Now, technically, there's five F1 races on the North American continent, which is pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah, I, I saw a picture of LeBron in Monaco. I was like, yeah. fucking cool. Yep. So, okay, can we, can we just, if we're going to talk about F1... We'd be hard pressed. Not talk about the watches of F one. Thank you for bringing it up. So what? No, we'd be hard pressed to skip over what Max Verstappen has done. Verstappen. Yeah, he has come from being a essential teamless driver to coming back into Formula One, dominating the sport at the moment. Clapping that ass. <laughs> Clapping yeah, those cheeks. Really impressive what he's done. He so. If you're not with the top teams, you essentially don't exist in Formula One, right? Like yeah. Michael Schumacher's kid, he's racing for, he will never be relevant unless he, you know, finishes in the top nine often enough to, you know, become a consistent performer for an interest of Red Bull or Ferrari or whatever. Verstappen used to be that dude. And he has clawed his way into a driver seat that is currently I, I still believe he leads the point chase um 
yeah, I just much respect to him. It's it's very difficult to do that. Yeah. Uh, most people get chosen, you know, by Ferrari, etc. It doesn't happen very often that they, you know, work their way into that seat. And he's he's done it. Yeah, it's pretty okay. So I admit it, I don't like follow it very closely because uh, I don't have cable. <laughs> but it's been cool to see more people. It's it's just been showing up more in popular culture, and that's been super cool. Yeah, you know um, what I find interesting about uh, Formula One, and this happens with a lot of sports, especially international sports, is they will start to cut deals, and then when those deals. Um, reach like uh, they they cut a jewel uh, jeweler deal with I, I don't know who the watch manufacturer is, but it was such that the deal that Formula One cut with them, uh, Formula One had to release a statement saying that no drivers could wear any jewelry, period, much less any watches, um, when doing interviews for media yeah. days leading up to Formula One races. Um, that's bullshit because a lot of the drivers are sponsored by jewelry companies, uh, watch manufacturers in particular, Tag. Uh, Cartier, Rolex, uh, Hublot, you name them. They're fucking, they're everywhere. Nautica. Not, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nautica. Yeah. Fossil oh. as well. <laughs> Michael Coors um, and Timex. Anyway, uh, but what, what you, is up there too. Ca- well, Casio is God tier. You don't fuck around Casio. You can't be sponsored by Casio. You ask to sponsor Casio. Anyway. Is it, wouldn't Timex actually be a sponsor of F1 though no with the, no with the super close lap times no they go with fucking uh like much more classy brands like Rolex 24 hours of Le Mans is a fucking thing for a reason because they're only <laughs> timed by Rolex Swiss Chronomatica anyway so uh the the drivers get paid to wear their sponsors shit especially on media days I mean uh, people like fucking asshole nerds like myself pay attention to what these athletes are wearing who are, you know, classic tag people or uh, Rolex through and through. So, uh, uh, Richard Meal is one of the most famous ones for Formula One because their shit is just ridiculous, just like Ferrari and Mercedes and McLaren. They're fucking wild. So, drivers wear their shit. So, when Formula One released this statement, all the drivers are like, what the fuck do we do? Like, we're contractually obligated to appear on camera with this jewelry. So uh, it took a Lewis Hamilton to say, go fuck yourselves, Formula One. He showed up wearing three watches to the first media day after that statement was released. He was wearing like a Rolex, uh, a Richard Mille, and uh, like a Tag Hauer. Did yeah. he get fined? Oh, I'm sure that Formula One did not fucking find him. Uh, he, was wearing, he was wearing the watch. Uh, he was wearing three of them, which was fucking like... And it was so obvious, like there were uh, people who ha- are known to be wearing, like there was a Formula One driver who has a Richard Mille watch made for him. I mean, this is a fucking half million dollar watch with yeah. his name, color scheme, you know, team color scheme, his number and everything is on this watch. And he showed up to media day not wearing it. And then Lewis Hamilton showed up rocking it. <laughs> like, so if you If you had any inkling of how much wealth is in formula one um so okay just want to correct something i thought it was a different racing team it was not but it was when red bull was still the italian red bull um so verstappen came up through red bull um but when i knew him in 2015 
it was called Scuderia Toro Rosso, mm-hmm. which is the, called it's Red Bull. It's yeah, um, I did not know that. Yeah, so, it's Italian Red Bull <laughs> Racing. Yeah, so they re, re- rebranded into Red Bull Racing um, midseason. But to, to be fair, he finished twelfth in the points chase in twenty fifteen, his first season. Then fifth, and that's when I thought he signed with Red Bull. That's apparently just when the rebranding happened. <laughs> yeah. um, so in any case, um, he did come up through the ranks of Formula One. Red Bull came up through the ranks as well. So he's he's been, as Red Bull has risen, he has as well. Um, but beside the point, um, if you are a star, Lewis Hamilton, Nal Verstappen, Michael Schumacher, um, Vettel, uh, any of these historic uh, Kimi Raikkonen, David Coulthard, Kimi Raikkonen, who is currently teamless because he can't shut up. He's uh, he's also like forty five years old and drunk most of the time, but gives well, great interviews. Everybody. Um, so and he's I think he's got two or three world championships. So um, if you're at that level of the sport, let me just quickly kind of give a synopsis of what you could expect because I'm sure it's even more insane today. Michael Schumacher, when he was winning his titles had a house at every track Mm -hmm. paid for by Ferrari. He had Ferraris in those garages. He was being paid nearly a billion dollars to be the, the face of Ferrari, not, not formula one money, just the face of Ferrari. Okay, so the amount of money in Formula One racing is per per person ungodly. It's way more than you would ever make in football. And it's a lot more difficult to get into one of those 20 seats. But if you get into Formula One, even if you don't perform, you make a shit ton of money. But if you perform it, you're it's limitless. It's limitless. But then I, I. the sport is much more interesting than NASCAR and Indy. It's like, you know, it's driving. It's not just it's chess compared to checkers. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's well, it starts with go kart racing as a kid, and uh, that's what I think. That's why we love it so much. Honestly, is like it's like highly competitive go karts, which is like yeah. you know, Lewis Hamilton's dad used to spend like after hours so he built lewis hamilton's go-kart and then he would uh work extra jobs to afford the tires so hamilton could go race on weekends lewis hamilton should never have been nope and that's what's what's so fucking cool is he has in all the world championships he's ever won and every podium he's ever taken he tells that story like that is his like thank thankful for my family that i'm even here it's fucking did you, awesome. Did you know Verstappen means to step far? Is he Belgian? Uh, I, huh? Is he I, is he from Belgium? He's from Netherlands. Yeah, he's from same the fucking last name. It's so it, it could also mean overstepped. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like it's overstepping. It's like I th- I think it's debatable. Yeah, stop, far step. step yeah, far. yeah, long step. Like it's it's overstepped or a step too far. Yeah, like, like Hitler Verstappen against the Juden. You know no, what I mean? I like it's more like uh, to go far to just like that's like long journey basically. or I think uh, it's a euphemism for achieving. I think what you're doing is you're 
off a reaching. That's uh, overreaching. Let's not bring Hitler into this period. <laughs> off a reaching. Off a reaching. Off a reaching. Okay, so so I would like to say two things. One, so from the F one thing, it'll be interesting to see where they take it from here, right? Because right now we're in like this high performance combustion engine era. They're almost definitely going to like transition to some sort of like high performance electric racing. Oh, they are. Yeah, you are. I mean, I think Mercedes Benz has already said that after 2025, they're not making internal combustion uh, Formula One engines. And F- so, that's, well, so how is the sport going to adapt? How are they going like, to, they're going to have to like have to catch up to Mercedes. Now, Francois, Frank is already bringing it up. Uh, F3 is all electric and it has been for years. There's already something called F3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that used to be okay. the, that used to be the feeder leagues into Formula and, and, Two and Formula and, and, One. F3 is much more exciting than F1. Hell yeah. And now that they and, have and electric. The reason why F1 is cool to the listener is because F1 is always like, out ahead right like they're cutting edge da, 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 and then tech that like the teams come up with and stuff to make the cars better will sometimes show up later in production well, vehicles yeah like i mean that. that's that's gt3 racing in europe uh european like dtm racing jdm racing in uh germany and japan respectively same thing like it, these uh, even american le mans like those that technology shows up they in american mean, sports cars not so much so man. It, well, said, now it is, but yes. That said, we're already seeing a transition in our production vehicles. Dude, villain, like, you sh- you should watch Formula Three um, because I, I want to now that I their their electric systems are pretty dope. Because you know how they have I forget what it is like D DDS D DS whatever the fuck. DRS in formula one where they basically push to pass. They like it opens the throttle bodies and gives the car, you know, X amount of more power. Yeah. They've got a governor on the horsepower that the car can produce through various channels. So, uh, can they can release those governors and then, you know, for straight, you can get it. There are DRS zones where you can do it. Yeah. And it's for short stints. Formula yeah. 3 has that, but it basically unleashes the full power of the electric motor. And what's cool about that is it's electronically controlled so that you don't have any funny... I mean, I guess DRS is, happen, it happens the same way. Would you say yeah, tire smoke? Get penalties for. Yeah. Because it's still a button. Yeah. Uh, on, on, on the Formula E cars, which used to be 3, yeah. it's not... But... Um, <clears throat> It's it's controlled by a magnet. So you, you once you cross that line, you can't use it again. It's fucking oh, cool. Uh, cool. It, and it's like so Frank said, it's how quiet are those races? No, I mean, they're still no, tire they, squeal and shit. But not just that. They make the sound via like the, uh, the electric motor. Yeah. <laughs> you well, still they, use- the user wouldn't the, the, the spectator wouldn't be used to. It. That's so fucking weird. Well, I mean. It's not as loud as Formula One, it, but it still makes the noise. They I was going to say, make. your your electric motor is not like the one that's in a fucking Tesla. It's not a quiet ride motor. It's fucking loud and light. Because that's the other thing, is there... It's a restless motor, though. It should be, it should be quiet. Well, yeah, no. but a lot of the Formula One noise actually also comes from the transmission. It's not all the motor. Right. Okay. That transmission, when it starts spinning, it makes that noise. Like, if you've yeah. ever... Had a continuously variable transmission that gets this is what I have, yeah, yeah, that gets stuck on a gear. It makes the Formula One noise. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> real quick, 
Uh, for the listeners at home, that is not the Formula One noise. That is the go in and see a fucking service technician noise. No doubt. But when it's operating at the highest gear possible, that transmission in a Formula One race car makes a high-pitched noise. And okay. it, the engine also makes a very distinct Formula One noise. You know, it's got that sound wave that passes through and you get the... Um, but you also it, have a motor that's revving to 12,000 RPM. <laughs> Yeah, the transmission contributes to it too. It's not just the motor, but in any case, it doesn't matter. Irregardless, the, the the Formula E cars have a they they make noise. It's not the the exact loudness, and I'm sure there's probably some artificial noise fed in to keep the you know atmosphere the same. Um, but it is incredible to see off the starting gates. They don't go. It's just like it's a fucking it's rocket on, ship. On off. Controlling. Hey, and this leads us into an excellent transition to Villem's last topic of EVs, which is what the fuck I was trying to do the whole time. Uh, EV uh, landscape, right? Uh, production EVs. So some interesting developments have been shaping up rather quickly over here on the uh on the continent. <laughs> well, what? Uh, Did you just refer to North America as the continent? Yeah, in Saudi okay. Arabia. Are you talking about the lithium fields that they found in New Mexico? Uh, God, no. I don't want to talk about exploitation oh. too much, but um, it's New Mexico. Ford is uh, Ford is going to be direct selling their EVs online at a fixed price, so you just kind of like buy it like you buy a device. Okay. That sounds pretty fucking cool. Uh, I, Honda. I, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Ford first. Um, their dealer networks are going to be suing the shit out yep. of them. Fuck okay. That. Good. Get it over with. Let's let's move past that whole okay, bullshit. I don't agree, but it will happen because the only way they can compete with Tesla and the like is if they do that. Yeah. <clears throat> so they I have, have to enough of dealerships. Honestly, like I've just had enough of it. Agreed. It's a liquor uh, store. Yeah charges for nothing liquor stores at least can tell you about the liquor <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh so and then honda is going to be partnering with gm to produce their first two evs by 2024 it's like uh it looked kind of like a civic sort of situation i'm not exactly sure yeah, it'll probably be uh s something similar to the outback because that's where everybody starts um it's I'm a, excited. I'm I'm rocking like, the CRV right uh, now. Say what? No, I'm saying they normally all start with like kind of an all-wheel drive drivetrain that you can make rear wheel or front wheel pretty easily. Like it's super balanced, whatever. Um that's where they start. Ford is interesting because they don't have electric and they're going with a pickup truck. And I understand because they're all going, you know, if Ford can't produce an explorer. Or an expedition. Well, or I mean, Ford, 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 Ford called it a Mustang and made it look like a fucking SUV. That was their first electric vehicle, so all bets are off. They, 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 they like take a risk and do something brand fucking new. Yeah. But they borrowed almost nothing from that Mach E. Right. The That's F one of the reasons I just won't go like Ford. Like I'm, I'm kind of considering it. We'll see how it goes. But like, I just struggle with companies that won't take any sort of risk whatsoever like you just will not innovate you just keep like making mustangs and f-150s like good lord car market you've got to give them credit they were outside of the niche folks 
they were the first one to release a long-range electric vehicle. The Mach-E was the first. Yep. Outside of Tesla, outside of Lucid, Rivian, all those people, the Mach-E of the big brands was the first. The ones that I would, you know, consider coming up, and there's, man, I've watched so many YouTube videos. I own this car, the Tesla that I have. I've already signed up for, like, two or three different EVs for next year. Um not two or three, just one, but in any case, um, there are two or three that I would have considered. I ended up going with one of them. Um, there are a lot of EVs coming up. My, my word of advice would be is don't get anything that doesn't promise at least 300 miles of range. Um, you can take that range and kind of estimate it to be more like 250, 260. And at that point, road trips can become a nuisance if you can't get at least that out of it. So the, there, there are a lot of electric vehicles coming out that are like, oh, we have 200 miles range. Okay, that's more like 120, 140 miles. So um, I would go for the bigger range battery always. Make sure you get to at least 270, 300 miles of range. Um, and then be sure you understand whether or not that car qualifies for the vehicle credit because the electric credit out there can literally give you a $7,500 discount on your car tomorrow. Um, and a lot of these American manufacturers, you'll still qualify for that vehicle credit. So be sure you understand that. And then, I mean, beyond that, you're going to love it. It's a totally different driving experience. It's like, I don't know. I filled my wife's truck up for the first time in two months today. $120, you know, for a full tank of gas in a truck. And it, you just, I don't know, like you get to go to work and you get to go to school and whatnot. It's, I don't, and gas companies are not going to back off because they know they have a, you know, a certain, like a useful life to their technology left. So why would they, you know, they, they see the writing on the wall. So at what point do they just say, okay, it's $5 a gallon until you get a fucking electric vehicle whenever you can. And I think that's where they're at. Like, I think they're sort of, cause there is no shortage of oil in this country. There is none. They just don't want to pump it. Why? They'd rather charge you fucking, four times what they would charge you if they pumped all the oil they had access to. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, the landscape for EVs is opening up, and I think the floodgates are about to finally open, and we're about to see all kinds of options in the coming years. And I'm pumped for that. I'm rocking the CRV. I'm over 100,000 miles now, and I'm just going to keep driving it uh, until I see the vehicle that it's going to be my next vehicle, which is definitely going to be an EV. I agree with you. Like, at least 300. My my car right now is, like, 400 miles to a tank, you know? So, three to 400 for a battery charge, that's about what I'm looking for. The only thing is, like, the charging time, you know, is, like, a little bit longer than just filling yeah, up the tank. That's you're okay. trips. Unless you're on trips, you won't notice it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm mostly... That's like, I, I think worst case, you know, like I mostly think about like the road trip because around town, who cares? Like I just plug it in every night when I get home and it's fine. 
And the road trips, even, I mean, I did, what, 300 miles down to McAllen. It added 25 minutes. Like, it's not, it's yeah. not absurd amount. You, you're not going to get that, you know, 300 mile range in one tank. You're not. Unless, right. you know. Not yet. Yeah. Correct. Our battery technology needs to improve. But. Yeah. I mean, if if you're telling me I can go 300 miles and pay four dollars, right? That's the key. Is a hundred dollars? I will spend 25 minutes at a fucking yeah. charge. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, and the more people who have them, the more charging stations will become available mm-hmm. in a more convenient yeah. spot. To where, like, I saw when I, we were driving up from Austin the last time we came down to visit y'all, we saw in Waco. <clears throat> in like a pretty popular area. It's like a Hampton Inn uh, parking lot, but there were several restaurants around there. There's Tesla charging stations. And I was like, well, how cool would it be just to fucking park, go in, get, you know, get lunch or dinner or whatever you're doing. And while you're eating, charge your, charge the car. Like you're, then you're not adding any time onto your trip. You're probably reducing the time. That's what people miss. Yeah. It's like, they complain about the charge time. The charge time is fairly negligible if you understand what you're buying. I'm not saying this is a car to go from here to L.A. That would be really fucking frustrating. But, uh, but 90% of the people don't do that with their cars, and they spend all the money. I, so if I were to, if someone said, hey, tomorrow we're driving to Boston, I'm like, okay, fine, we're renting a car. Right. I'm not taking the Tesla to Boston. I'm also not taking the fucking... F, uh, the 1500 Ram to Boston. Ram 1500. But, but that's a correctly. short time in ownership to where I get the benefit of, you know, driving to Boston with a Frank, combustion. Frank, yeah. Frank, y'all haven't lived in America long enough to understand that we will burden ourselves 99% of our lives so that that 1%, we don't have a slight inconvenience. Okay. Now, that's what we do. That's what we've done with our fucking medical system. All right. Our health care. I don't want to be inconvenienced because Jimmy John doesn't want to not drink diet sodas and he's got to beat us. All right. And I don't want to pay for his bad decisions. Now, cut my leg off because I got diabetes for other reasons. And uh, yeah, sure. Charge me $52,000. And they were perfectly valid. Right. 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 Don't take my guns because I've. Listen. My kids have all been murdered in a goddamn mass suicide, uh, a mass killing. But don't take my guns, all right? Because yeah. that's my God-given freedom. All right. So I think that's a good spot to probably wrap it for the yeah, night. Yeah, let's drop it. Um, I think, I think, uh, I okay, so I, I'm sure some people who are listening wanted some opinions on, you know, what we thought about the shootings. And I think you guys already know what we think about the shootings. I don't think there's any need to go into some like existential depth, ban the fucking weapons that are doing this. Stop making excuses for why people are doing it. If you truly believe that people are doing it because of those reasons, then address those and ban the weapons. I don't give a shit, but we sit around a campfire trying to figure out why the brush fire started when we're staring at the campfire it's bullshit it's absolute horseshit and yeah i don't know I, it's until something changes i'll just vote based on banning guns i'm done with it i'm done with it yep i uh i enjoy the victims 
I enjoy uh, watching people live rather than you shoot your fucking guns. I don't yeah. give a shit. And I, and I don't mind guns. I don't but either. But if, if, if you're if you're not responsible and you cannot vote based on responsibility, take them all away. Yep. Fuck it. We're at that point. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. I don't really give a shit. Uh, thank you, Willem and Frank, for joining me this evening because I'm going to make it about me. I had a good time chatting with y'all, and uh, I hope our listeners had a good time listening in. Um, you know what? If you want to reach out, you know how at this point. And if you don't, there's there's the internet. Just go fucking find it at this point. You know, I'm tired of holding your hand. Um, Starlink's coming out. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> wait, what? I said Starlink's rolling out. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, I mean, if we haven't fucking hit on our uh, new audience hard enough with the pedophile cabal, QAnon, Clarence and Ginny Thomas, incels and prolabs to anus, uh, I don't know what else we can do, you know, so. This is a, I mean, this is a quintessential NBLB podcast. It turned into a last call real quick here at the end, you know, but you know what? Homest Among Us hasn't had a last call type of night for Brian mm-hmm. here in North Texas. Till next time, I am out. Brian, thank you for having me. And to the listeners, thank you for tuning in. All the droves. Uh, we had a great time discussing topics of the world. And uh, yeah, for Villam and Tulsa. Check out the Nook in Broken Arrow. And I'll talk to you later. Unbelievable. Frank, uh, far, 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 far south Dallas. Uh, great time good things have a great evening afternoon morning whatever you're doing honestly i'm out